0: Following the following, following is a journey, into journey into
1: Comics a Journey into Comics. Journey,
0: comic. journey, comic. journey
2: into Comics. Journey into Comics Network. Network Network
3: Network Network, network. Production. What's up everybody? This is Chris from the Kids for Sale Podcast, and you are listening to the Journey into Comics Network Best of the Week show, featuring highlights from all the shows across the network this week. So sit back and relax and let this show drown out the sound from your
4: kids for an hour.
5: And here are we
4: Ladies and gentlemen, you're listening to Journey
6: into
5: Comics.
0: So I'm at Dad's, and uh, he's been less than stellar. Um, He's got spinal degradation and stenosis, and he's been, you know, on and off. Some days he feels fantastic. Other days, it's really hard to watch him not be able to function as a normal adult because he can barely stand or walk, for that matter. Uh, It's 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 crushing. It is really one of the harder things of adulthood is watching your parents get older. It's something that uh, I, I think I've always dreaded it, you know, honestly. Like I think about my life and even as a young kid, I was like, man, what am I going to do when, when my parents are getting older and they're frail and fragile and starting to break and are not the superheroes that brought me into this world, you know, like what's going to happen? And I'm living that and it is uh, it is difficult. It's a very strange situation to, to look to someone who is uh, – who's always been stronger than me for the entirety of my existence and see him not be that person is it's yeah I mean I think I've, I've covered it a couple times here it's difficult so uh you know it's just it's 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 weird so dad and I hung out and he wasn't feeling good you know he could barely stand so I was just like man fuck it let's just hang out and we'll watch some movies we'll do our thing we watched the super duper cut of uh deadpool 2 again fucking hilarious it's an amazing amazing thing if you have not seen it yet i do highly encourage you get the super duper cut i know that is how the blu-ray is currently being released so you kind of have to it just includes all the deleted scenes and well most of the deleted scenes uh from the movie put back in to kind of make the the whole entire film bigger and a little bit better and I was thoroughly enjoyed. Dad loved the movie. He thought it was fucking absolutely hilarious. He was laughing his ass off through the the whole thing. Um just seeing his reaction kind of made the movie even better for me, you know. And it's really weird because I feel like the more I've watched, and we're gonna kind of super tangent flashback here a little bit, the more that I have watched Deadpool 2 since I've been able to do so, the more I'm reconsidering. What happened on Journey into Comics 200? I almost feel as if I could reach into the fucking past and tell Tyler, like, you're right, dude. Deadpool is actually, I think, a better movie than Infinity War. And here's why Deadpool 2 does a fantastic job of giving you everything. And I think Tyler covered it, you know previously but just to once again say like it gives you exciting it gives you funny it gives you action it gives you tension it gives you terror it gives you you know uh, time travel it gives you romance and sadness and uh, decanonizing an entire movie and its entirety you know like it does everything so uh, the more I watched it I, I, I like I think I'm a little more emotionally attached to and invested in Deadpool 2 at this point. I mean, I love Infinity War. Nothing anyone can say or do could make me change how I feel about Infinity War. However, um, when I watch Infinity War, I feel very joyous because I love Thanos. So I'm not like, oh God, no. When when Spidey's like, Mr. Stark, I don't want to go or whatever, you know, like that doesn't make me get teary eyed because I'm like, fuck yes, like Thanos has won and we're going to get to see awesome things come from this and These heroes having to figure their way out of being fucked. And, uh, anyways, back to Deadpool 2. Like, it's emotionally driving. And the Celine Dion song is just uh, gut wrenching. They utilize music throughout the movie to really further it and make, uh, you know, just make you really get hooked on this feeling of like, um, you know, Wade is a very comedic dude. However, while he is just a quote-unquote comedic dude, he has this really beautiful emotional love in Vanessa, and it's ripped away, and the whole movie is this this grief of this character and how he, how he fights back and the whole deal with Cable. And, uh, folks, we're going to go on a little journey right now, and this is live podcasting in my house because, see, right now I've realized that my cat is up on the... On the, on the chair, that means she's going to go for the table, which means I have to tell her to get the fuck out. You get the fuck out, Cammy. Get the fuck out. You know what get the fuck out means. Do you, Cammy? Do you know what it means? No, you don't, because you keep getting in the fuck in. I'm telling you to get the fuck out. Get the fuck out, cat. Okay, so I did it. I successfully got her the fuck out. Sorry, it's just weird because I don't want her like up on the table when I'm trying to talk and then she's like, burr, burr, I'm a cat. Meow, meow, fucking pet me and shit, man. And I'm like, dude, cat. I try to love on my cats until I annoy them. That way they don't have any questions about how I feel about our relationship between myself and these cats. These cats aren't going to be around forever, man. And that's just a... Another dark reality of life right so um when they're here i want to express to them um as animals how they bring joy to my existence so i'm annoying to them but it kind of in turn has made them annoying to me like they just know how to fucking get under my skin and kind of like rub me the wrong way but they also are like They're very perceptive. They know, like, chicken's out. If there's some real chicken, like if I've cooked some fried fucking chicken or some shit like I did tonight, uh, you bet your ass they're going to be in the kitchen waiting. Like, okay, he's going to be getting ready to sit down any time now, and we're going to just wait for him to be about midway through his meal. And as soon as he's enjoying his meal, we're just going to start meowing really loudly and obnoxiously. And he's gonna get the fucking picture that we want. Some of his fucking chicken. Meow, meow. And I'm like, come on, dude. Shut up, dude. Just like, be chill. Calm down, cat. It's fine. And I feed Cami and Ami a little piece of the chicken. And Ami, she's fucking amazing because she'll do the bear. She'll just get up on all two on two on her two backs, and she'll just be just chilling like kind of in a bear position. It's like, oh, you're so cute. Here's the chicken. And then Cami's just like, Brr, I'm crazy and I'm flop the fuck around and purr so loudly that you think there's a fucking car parked outside of your goddamn house. It's ridiculous how much this cat purrs. Uh, I've totally got off tangent and 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 went to a whole different place. So Deadpool 2, Dad enjoys it. We get done watching that movie, and I'm like, we should watch another movie. Let's watch Tag. And Dad's like, what the fuck is Tag? And I'm like, I'll tell you about Tag. Tag is this movie where there's a bunch of friends that have been playing the same game of Tag for... Thirty years, every year in the month of May, and whoever gets uh, whoever's it at the end of May, it holds the mark of shame. They're it for the whole year, and then it starts up again in the next year at the start of May. One dude has never been tagged, right? And Jerry has never been tagged, and the whole movie resolves around how they're going to try to get him to be tagged. And uh, it's got Ed Helms. And it's got Hannibal Burris and it has Jeremy Renner, and uh, Jake Johnson, I think is his name. He was the dude that was in Jurassic World. He was also, I think he voices Spidey in the end of the Spider-Verse movie that's going to be coming out here pretty soon, which you guys should totally check out. It's going to be amazing. I'm so excited. So we watched that movie, and Dad's, again, laughing, fucking hilarious, loves it. And we're hanging out, and then... Uh, I just go to bed because it's what to do. It's fucking late and it's time to go to sleep and I need to fucking sleep. I'm a human being. I need to recharge the batteries. So I sleep. I wake up Thursday morning. And, you know, I'm laying there and I feel fine. Like I'm laying there Thursday. I'm laying there Thursday morning and I feel okay. I'm like, all right, everything's cool. So I stand up to take a shower and still everything seems okay. And then I go to turn my fucking like, head left, just to look left, and I get this, it's like some fucking serial killer ran from out of nowhere, opened the door to my dad's house, right, he fucking ran up the stairs, waited till I was in the bathroom standing there, about to turn left, and just, like, jabbed me in the back of the fucking neck with the hottest molten fucking knife, like, he blow-torched the shit out of the knife until it was, like, blue. You know, when, like, the flame is, like, really fucking hot, when it's, like, blue. It's fucking blue blade, and he fucking stabbed it in my neck. And I'm like, oh, my God, I'm going to die. It was the worst feeling ever. And I'm like, what the fuck? And I'm, like, freaking out, and I can't move my head up so much, and I can't move my head down so much, and I can move my head right. That's not a big deal. Like, right is fine. Looking right all day. I'm like, yes, right is cool. But if I'm going to look left, I have to be a fucking owl and turn or not an owl. What is the animal? Because owls don't they like turn their whole fucking head? Um, whatever. No, maybe it is an owl. One of those animals they have to turn their shoulders though to look at you. Like, hey, I'm gonna look at you over here, and that's what I had to do to turn and look left. So I'm like agonizing in pain. It's fucking awful. And uh, I take my shower, and I get downstairs, and you know, go back to the conversation previously with dad and all the things he's got going on. He has a wide array of prescription medications that he could maybe offer me possible relief, right, and he says, he's like, do you want anything, and I'm really not, anybody who knows me, I don't really particularly enjoy getting down on like painkillers, and opioids, and shit like that, they're very fucked up in the way they change your chemistry, and there's a long history with that, so anyways, I, uh, I, I'm i like, no, I'm okay, and I start to hurt worse, and my sister, and, and my little nephew, Sawyer, came over, and I was trying to like play with him and it was making me sad that I couldn't like participate in being goofy with the kid like I typically am because I was limited because my neck fucking hurt. And uh, dad's like, are you sure you don't want anything? And I was like, you know what? I don't feel right. Give me whatever. And he gives me this medicine. Take this. I try it. And it was a muscle relaxer and I'm sitting there and everything's fine. Everything's fine. Everything's fine. And then I just like kind of felt warm and my neck still hurt, but it wasn't nearly as bad. And I was like, okay, well, this is kind of a little more tolerable. And I was like, dad, by the time you're leaving for work, I'll go ahead and drive myself back up North at home. Not a big deal. You know, like that's, that's just how I'm going to do it. So I, uh, I'm talking to him and he's like, okay, well at one o'clock I'm leaving and he gets his shit together and everything and then he he's like getting ready to leave and he goes hey if i were you i would just like go upstairs and sleep for a couple hours like take a nap and then get up and try to go cuz that pill is going to make it really hard to drive and the longer you sit in the same spot the more exhausted you're going to become and the more dangerous a situation you're going to have on your hands and i was like ah, oh, fuck he's got me there he's right he's dead on i could feel it in my bones i was like Eyes are kind of like rolling over. I'm tired, you know. Muscle relaxer. Relaxes every muscle, including your fucking heart. So it's like slowing everything down. And I'm like, whoa. So I lay down, and I was actually, it's, I'm going to mention this specifically because love those guys. Listening to Podcastrophy episode, uh, when did that happen? Oh, it was the day episode 51 that just came out, dropped. Most recent episode, Reflections and Aliens of podcast. They reflect on the 50th episode and their, their history of a podcast. They go on some tangents about Marvel and stuff and have a blast and talk about aliens and all kinds of other shit. It was great. So I listened to that in my like two hour nap. I set a little alarm and I woke up and I'm still fucking wrecked. It's not good. It's like really painful and hurting. And uh, yeah, so I got home and I took Dad had given me another one of the little pill things. I can't remember what it was called. He gave me another one of those. He's like, in an emergency, take this. If it's still bad at like 10 o'clock at night tonight, you might want to take this, and then it'll help while you're sleeping. It'll just like enhance your sleep. And I was like, all right, cool. So yeah, it fucking knocked me the fuck out. I was KO'd. I slept till 10 p or 10 a.m. the next day, so I, sl- I slept like a solid like 12 hours or some shit. And uh, still neck pain was there. It's Friday, so it's time to go pick V up. I run down to Lowell to pick her up, and uh, I'm like trying to ask her if her mom, who is a amazing massage therapist, if she has any techniques or tips or tricks or anything to help loosen this neck issue up because it's bad. Still, like two two days later, I still even, as I'm recording this now on Sunday going into our Monday, I still can't turn my head all the way left, so that, that started on Thursday, Friday, All of Thursday, all of Friday, all of Saturday, all of Sunday, four days, I can't turn my head all the way or I get like a shooting pain. And it's lessening, obviously, the more I work it, the more I've rested, the better it has gotten. So uh, to get back into it, I uh, slept and got up the next day and I didn't really feel right. And uh, I'm at V's and her mom gets done with one of her massage clients and she's like, let me help you because you look miserable right now and I'm like all right cool we'll do it so they had me lay out on this little massage therapy t- it's really nice massage like therapy table you know and um she's like doing these like really deep compressions into my fucking shoulder blades and stuff and like working and like doing this weird thing where she kind of like actually was pinching my fucking muscles and like melting where there was this tension. She was literally melting it with her fingers. It was fucking crazy. And there were moments when she was, like, rubbing the parts of my neck and my little uh, trap here that were fucked up. When she was working on it, it felt like there were, like, fucking Dr. Strange amount of hands on me at the same time, like, because there were just so many different great points of pressure where she was relieving the damage that had been done from sleeping improperly. And I'm guessing my pillow is probably to blame, but who knows? I, I, I honestly... I couldn't tell you what the cause of this stiff neck was. I just know I suffered from it, and it was a real, genuine motherfucker. I've hated it. I've hated having it. I'm not a fan of stiff necks. It's one of my least favorite things, uh, right alongside of um, having the planter's fasciitis that I get when I work on ladders. But anyways, um, there's a lot of things to talk about today, folks, and we're going to kind of get right into it. Um, I ooh, as I almost totally just fucking ruined my whole entire night, that would have been so bad. You're listening to Poor Entertainment.
3: With your host, ladies and gentlemen, please welcome, Andrew Poor. Kind of jumping right up, this is kind of in the order in which I collect the news, which is about a week or so old now, so... But some of it's newer, like I said. Uh, it's a two-week show, so it's hot topics from the past two weeks. And one I mean thing that I thought was kind of interesting is that the Eagles' greatest hit surpasses Michael Jackson's Thriller as the best-selling album. This album was originally released in 1976. The collection has sold more than 38 million copies. So it's a record, though. The previous record was held by Michael Jackson's Thriller for more than 30 years. So, the Eagles' greatest hits from 1971 to 1975, a perennial seller since its initial release in February 1976, has surpassed 38 million copies sold. The Eagles knocked Jackson's 1982 smash to number two, but the band also holds the number three spot with the album Hotel California, also released in 1976. That album is certified 26 times platinum for sales and streams of more than 26 million copies. Says Kerry Sherman, Chairman CEO of RIAA, Congratulations to the Eagles, who now claim the jaw-dropping feat of writing and recording two of the three albums in music history. Two of the top three albums. Both of these transcendent albums have impressively stood the test of time, only gaining more currency and popularity as the years have passed, much like the Eagles themselves. The Eagles lost founding member Glenn Frey in January 2016, but continued to tour with Don Henley, Joe Walsh, and Timothy B. Schmidt, making up the core of the group, and Frey's son, Deacon Frey, and Vince Gill joining. The Eagles have sold more than 150 million albums and won six Grammys. The band was inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame in 1998 in the first year of eligibility and received the Kennedy Center Honors in 2016. So congratulations to the Eagles, and we'll see if Thriller t- reclaims the throne with more album sales. And I think in the, in the age of digital media, it'll be interesting to see if there's a lot of adjustment there, if that's kind of is what it is. And moving from that to... Some more movie news, and this is regarding two movies that I've just seen recently, and that is, Sorry to Bother You director Boots Riley criticizes Spike Lee's fabricated Black Klansmen. Both these films are great in their own way, definitely encourage everyone to see those. Uh, I can probably give more in-depth reviews later, but there's a lot of news to talk about today, so we'll have to wait. So, Sorry to Bother You director Boots Riley slammed Spike Lee's Black Klansmen in a lengthy essay posted to Twitter on Friday, which accused the film of skewing facts to falsely paint law enforcement as heroes. Black Clansmen, sorry to bother you, are two summer films that have been revered for the progressive storyline and spotlight in the African-American community. Though Black Clans is based on a true story, Riley said he is skeptical of it and claims it's full of fabricated story notes about its protagonist. Ron Stallworth, John David Washington, a black detective who infiltrates a local chapter of the Ku Klux Klan with his white partner played by Adam Driver. It's a made-up story in which the false parts of it try to make a cop the protagonist in the fight against racist oppression. Riley wrote in his introduction, it's being put while Black Lives Matter is a discussion, and this is not coincidental. The director argued that the purpose of Black Klansmen's alleged revisionist history is to portray the police in a more favorable light and an attempt to soften relations between law enforcement and people of color amid the Black Lives Matter movement. In support of his claims, Riley suggests the validity of Stallworth's memoir and its film adaption, which credits Stallworth and his partner for halting white supremacist attacks, including an attempted bombing. Stalworth wrote a memoir to put himself in a different light, but let's look at what else we know, Riley wrote. There were no bombings that Stalworth or the police thwarted. That was not in Stalworth's memoirs. This was made up for the movie to make the police seem like heroes. This states that, in actuality, Stalworth was a member of FBI's counterintelligence program, whose objectives were to destroy radical organizations, especially black radical organizations. When white supremacist organizations were infiltrated by the FBI and the cops, it did not It was not to disrupt them, he argued. They weren't disrupted. It was used them to threaten or physically attack radical organizations. There was no direction to stop the rise of white supremacist organizations. Rudd also accused the real Starworth of aiding in the orchestration of terrorist attacks on the African-American community during the Civil Rights Movement, including church bombings in Birmingham, Alabama, the assassination of civil rights organizer from Detroit, and the Greensboro Massacre of Communist Worker Party members in 1979. This is what Ron Stallworth was helping to do, and he was doing it in that era, he wrote. To cap essay, Riley referenced reports that Lee received $200,000 from the NYPD to help in an ad campaign that was aimed at improving relations with minority communities. Whether it actually is or not, Black and feels like an extension of that ad campaign, he wrote. So, definitely interesting, and I feel like two very progressive movies, like, basically this year's are doing for kind of a historical drama and a... I don't even know what he'd call Sorry About The it Sorry About The is very hard to define. It's a very interesting movie where the first two thirds of the movie are one thing and the last third is a whole another thing altogether. Similar to kind of what Get Out did last year. So both are really worth seeing. They're both very powerful movies. It, being white and seeing Black when that was a very interesting position to be in. But most of my theater was also white. And there was... Old Jewish women sitting next to me. So, definitely made for an interesting movie, a going experience, but also that with a double feature with Mission Impossible Fallout. So, that made for a very weird night for me. But both were very good movies, and so was sorry to bother you. And moving on to that, to uh, The Vents Rari by uh, Lost Co creator Damon Lindelof is uh, doing a Watchmen series for HBO, and it's official. He's gonna write and produce the series. It's already got a series pickup after the pilot. Um, there have been rumors that chose picking up a new version of the Watchmen series adapted for TV for some time. Now the company has announced it's officially greenlit the show, which is being written and produced by Damon Lindelof, the co-creator of Lost in films like Star Trek Into Darkness and Prometheus. There aren't many details of the series yet, but we will know it will debut in 2019. Set in an alternate history where superheroes are treated as outlaws, Watchmen embraces the nostalgia of the original groundbreaking graphic novel while attempting to break new ground on its own. So I'm interested to see if this is just a straight adaption of the comic, if it's going to be a full-on adaption that goes in a new direction, like we've seen other comic works. So it'll be interesting to see how that comes out to be. I'll probably watch it if end up getting HBO to watch Game of Thrones anyway. So, and moving down the line, Chris Pline wants to reclaim Scotland in Netflix's Outlaw King, a film that released in November. So Netflix released a trailer... Uh, for its historical film Outlaw King starring Chris Pine the film tells the story of Robert the Bruce and his effort to reclaim control of Scotland from the King of England in the trailer we see Robert the Bruce in hiding after being declared an outlaw and his family being questioned brutalized by those attempting to hunt him down I'm done with running and I'm sick of hiding we hear him say what follows a series of scenes showing Robert the Bruce building his following and fighting back against the strongest army in the world Outlaw King will be released in select theaters November 9th as well as Netflix the theatrical release could mean the company has its eyes on some awards. The Academy Awards and some film festivals require a theatrical run in order to be consideration for awards, and in the past, Netflix has used short, limited releases to fill those requirements. Some directors, including Alfonso Cuaron and Paul Greengrass, are poorly pushing for more significant theatrical runs for their upcoming Netflix films. However, the streaming giant received eight Oscar nominations this year, winning one for the documentary Icarus. *Outlucking* also stars Aaron Taylor-Johnson, who, though played Kickass and was also um, in Avengers: Age of Ultron as Quicksilver, and Florence uh, Pugh, who uh, played, was in Lady Macbeth. It'll screen at both the Toronto International Film Festival and Venice Film Festival, as well as a number of other Netflix releases, including Karan's film Roma. And it's directed by the same guy who did Hell or High Water, which is also a great movie that I encourage people to see. And sticking with movie news, Renona Wider thinks that she and Connor Reeves were officially married on the set of Dracula 26 years ago, and he had no idea. In a recent interview with Entertainment Weekly, Renona Wider said she thinks that she and Connor Reeves might have actually accidentally gotten married while filming Dracula in 1992. In that scene, Francis Ford Coppola used a real Romanian priest. We shot the master and needed the whole thing, so I think we're married. Reeves couldn't seem to remember. Francis Ford Coppola said that the theory checks out. We actually got married in Dracula," writer said. "No, I swear to God, I think we're married in real life." As it turns out, when they were filming Dracula, Francis Ford Coppola, who directed the movie, won an accurate wedding ceremony. In that scene, Francis used a real Romanian priest. Uh, she added, "We shot the master, did the whole thing, so I think we're married." But when asked, Reeves seemed to struggle to remember. "We said yes," he asked on their on-screen wedding. "Don't you remember that it was on Valentine's Day?" she said. "Oh my gosh, we're married," Reeves said. "Quoting the writer's marriage plot," seemed to check out. The Guardian reports. This is pretty authentic I think very beautiful because we actually did the ceremony and had the priest do the ceremony, uh, Coppola said, on the movie's wedding. So in a sense, when we're all done, we realize that and kind of not really are married as a result of this scene and this ceremony. So if this all turns out to be true, Reese Ryder could have been married for the last 26 years. In any case, the 90s icons reunite on screen in Death Station Wedding, which heads to theaters August 31st, which I honestly know nothing about other than I think that it has those two in it. And moving right down the line, and regarding another movie news which involves the the fallen actor Kevin Spacey, his last probably pick, Billionaire Boys Club bombs at the box office. So then, another trades found great clickblade in declaring that Vertical Entertainments' Kevin Spacey drama Billionaire Boys Club was the lowest opening ever of the fallen actor's career, with a $618 opening at 11 theaters. But the you'd have to be psychic to know the film was go- playing anywhere. Furthermore, as for should be like vertical in the theatrical VOD business, it's not about the money is made in the box office, but the, on VOD, and industry sources believe that Billionaire Boys Club easily could churn a seven-digit revenue on pay-per-view at the end of the day. That said, it is no way in this $50 million budget drama starring Baby Driver's Ansel Eggert headed for any profit, and in the wake of the spacey scandal, VOD was the best way to go for this movie. The pick at one point ranked in the top 20 on iTunes. Billionaire Boys Club is never positioned for theatrical release in the specialty sense of the words like Focus Features and even an Amazon release. By and large, cable contracts with theatrical VOD distributors dictate a one-week, ten-big-city market theatrical run. This is so that a film like Billionaire Boys Club can be slotted in the in-theaters portion of a VOD menu and be rented sold at a higher price. Furthermore, with a VOD release, the distributor f- four-walls the film for a week at a theater, which... Is what happened here with Billionaire Boys Club. Meaning, the distributor literally rents each theater and each market for around five to ten thousand dollars a week. Some a- these, sorry, some AMC theaters are part of the Billionaire Boys Club play. They have a policy of not playing national theatrical beauty releases. So the only way to get around that run is for distributor rent or four-wall the theater. In this case of Billionaire Boys Club, Vertical rented in LA, Chicago, San Francisco, Detroit, Phoenix, Sarasota, Tampa, Minneapolis, Miami, New Orleans, and Hartford, Connecticut. So it's not like a typical distributor-exhibited film gross rental where ticket sales are split, and it's not like a distributor is getting ideal venues. Since theatrical is just qualifying means for VD releases, smaller distributors, you know, you kind of get the picture. The media would love to declare that no one went to Billionaire Boys Club in the theatrical strictly because of Spacey, when the real reasons are that the majority of people didn't even know the film was playing and never saw any national ads. Furthermore, none of the one-sheets or VOD kiosk featured Space's image or his name, his likeliness was wisely hidden. Some distributors like IFC still take the theatrical portion of their VOD run seriously and put some heft behind it. Reed the Catcher was a spy, which has grossed seven or 10000 but for many distributors in the VOD business, the cash is at home with cable and internet. So, yeah, not a big turnout for Kevin Spacey, which is not surprising, given everything that's happened with him the past year. Still kind of curious about the movie because it does have some na- some decent name of some young actors behind it, but I'll probably it'll probably never make it into like a red box or anything like that, and I don't feel like spending big money to actually watch it. So that's that. And going on to other movie news, which is Top Gun sequel adds John Hamm and Ed Harris. So, Lewis Pullman has been enlisted for Tom Cruise's Maverick. The Danger Zone is getting a little more crowded. John Hamm, Ed Harris, and Lewis Pullman, son of actor Bill Pullman, have joined Top Gun Maverick. The Hollywood Reporter has confirmed details on the roles are being kept a mystery. The Tom Cruise sequel is directed from Joseph Kaczynski, not to be confused with John Kaczynski, who helmed the star's 2013 sci-fi thriller Oblivion. Other actors already enlisted in the film include Val Kilmer, Miles Teller, Jennifer Connelly, and Glenn Powell. Ham, known for AMC's Mad Men, recently starred in the action comedy Tag, while Harris's HBO sci-fi drama Westworld wrapped its second season in June. Pullman credits include the horror film The Strangers Pray at Night and a role in the upcoming Catch-22 miniseries. Top Gun Maverick opened July 12, 2019. And kind of going on to some TV news, and that involves... So the Superman's return to DCCW this fall, bringing Lois Lane with him. Tyler Hecklin is scheduled to reprise his role as Superman for the CW's upcoming Flash Arrow Supergirl crossover episode this fall, and Lois Lane will debut by his side. We couldn't be more excited to introduce Lois Lane to the Arrowverse, Supergirl executive producers Jessica Queller and Robert Rovner said in a joint statement. This dog, determined, and brave reporter will make for a strong partner to Superman and an amazing addition to our universe of DC characters. Warner Brothers Television reportedly began casting for the Lois Lane role shortly. And for those who don't know, the three-part crossover will involve the introduction of Batwoman, and should be an interesting thing to check out. Um, no word yet if it's going to include any of the Legends, since they will their night will not be part of the crossover. I'm definitely curious, though, because I don't think Talakon was involved at all in season two of Supergirl or across any of the other CW shows. Be interesting to see if they do anything with him or anyone else around this for the. DC Universe streaming service coming out later this year.
1: Hi, it's Liz. This is very awkward, because I'm not good at intros, but you're watching another episode of Adulting Ain't Easy, where we talk about the stuff that's not easy about being an adult. My name is Liz, and as always, I am with my lovely co-host, Andrew. Hello! And today, we were talking, we were thinking about talking about cohabitating. That's right, whether if you're a roommate, a significant other, or anything in between... Or spouse. (laughs) Or spouse. Uh, Well, I'm not thinking that far ahead. Um, You have to learn to cohabitate.
3: Yes, that's something that I feel like everyone has to deal with at some point in any friendship, relationship. Some point you're going to end up living with another person. You're not going to live by yourself your whole life. Unless you do.
5: Then more power to you. Even
1: still, I mean, if you think about it with your parents, you're still cohabitating. True. Especially when you're in your teenage years and you're like, ugh. I just hate everybody.
3: Right when you're in your teacher or even like, like when you were in your case, you were kind of cohabiting with your parents after you had graduated and were working, and all three of you went to work, all three of you came back. When your brother was home, all four of you went to work, all four of you came That's back. That's
1: True, yeah, that was. It's always fun.
3: And it wouldn't be a podcast without Max deciding to scratch himself and jingle his collar while we're recording.
1: Yep. But okay. we're actually in. It. Well, we're cohabitating, but we're cohabitating in our nicely. Finish family room instead of the office.
3: I know, we are recording from the family room and may have a nice spot for the microphone without being like hunched over a desk or sitting on the floor.
1: Yeah, because that's how we roll sometimes. We're
3: recording from our kind of new sectional that we got. New to us. Yes, yeah, since the last time we recorded we've picked it up and hooked it and mounted it and we finally have the tv up in the family room and my TV or not my TVs, my DVDs and blues, all that stuff are kind of in place for right now, and it's coming together. Like yeah. our living spaces are just about done. We've talked about that since we've been doing this show. It's all kind of, it's getting there yeah. slowly but surely.
1: Well, I mean that's kind of a part of the cohabiting that we've had to deal with is just making sure that we sometimes make time for doing those types of little small jobs on the weekdays and then figuring out what we're doing on the weekends in terms of home improvement.
3: Right, fine, yeah. Because for a while like, you were doing summer school so you were done at noon and were able to work in the afternoon on the house and then I'd help with some stuff when I got home but now that you're back at school we're both not getting home till after four, around four typically. And then, by the time you've worked the whole day at work, you're not really too enthused about doing things. Then your weekends are booked, doing stuff on the house, and then the cycle repeats. Yep. And... Sin- and- yeah, go on. No, go ahead. And it's like, since, and then since you've moved in, you also do to with the added stuff. Like, you get used to your things and your space and then, when another person brings all of their stuff and their things, plus we've got all the uh, wedding and shower gifts and all that show up, we trying to find a place for everything, and Closets and organizing and stuff that's in the garage and in the attic and all that.
1: It just seems like a bunch of stuff.
3: Right. Like you just don't you don't think about how much you have until you have to make space for it in Like I always thought like when I had my apartment, I thought my closet was perfectly fine. I had everything like I couldn't imagine the apartment I had if I had to share it with you or with another person. no.
1: No way. That well First of all, that was a one-bedroom apartment, but even right. still with the two-bedroom apartment, it just wasn't going to... Well, I just... It, I don't know fly. if it wasn't going to work. Plus, with the three animals, it just would have been a lot of chaos. At least now, a lot we of, have more space, and the chaos is spread out.
3: Right. It was like I've always expanded to the place I've been in. Like, in my parents' house, I had a set amount of space. I went to college. My space got a little bit bigger. When I had my apartment, I had all this space to myself, and I, and I still seem to have the same amount of stuff in a larger space, and it feels a lot more open.
1: just feels a lot more organized, too, I think.
5: with Because
1: right. I had the same... Th- I mean, I literally went from having an apartment by myself to, like, going back to my bedroom, and my bedroom being a mess, because it's, like, all this stuff that I used to need needs a spot, and it just, like... It just made my room feel so much worse. And right. now I'm here? Now I can't find anything, of course. Right. But... I feel like I'm a little more organized. Right,
3: and that's one thing that you should deal with another person's way of organizing things. That's one thing Liz oh. and I have definitely struggled with, yeah. is that we both are used to putting certain things in certain places, and it's in a different space than the other person. So it's like, yeah. I always like to put... Um, My
1: favorite example is the dishwasher.
3: The dishwasher, yes. Not, not everyone has a dishwasher, but if you do, you probably are used to putting things different. Like, say, oh, I always put plates here, or always just put cups here, silverware, obviously, silverware doesn't change too much, you always put silverware in the little silverware holder thing, but like, I was always, ever since I've been doing, like, dishes, like, at my parents' house growing up, it's always cups on the left, bowls on the right, large things on the bottom, and Liz was, doesn't do it that way.
1: No, I just put all the cups on top, and the bottom is a free-for-all.
3: However it fits, and then... Mm -hmm. So, well, and
1: it's the same thing with you. Like, I never put... You put, like, certain pots and pans in there, and it's like, for us, it was... That was, like, hand-washed.
3: Right. I feel like with certain, you know, certain things, if they're, they're too big, you hand-wash it, or if it's nicer if it's not dishwasher-safe, you hand... Like, you would hand-wash it. Yeah. And I feel like... And also, like, when I had my apartment, I didn't even use the dishwasher that because I wasn't making that many dishes. Right.
1: And now we are making lots of dishes.
3: Because we just need to. It's just... Like, I feel like now that we've been, like, meal planning and... Cooking a lot more meals and not like usually like when it was just me, sometimes I'd get like those like microwave meals or whatever, and then it wouldn't take. I'd need like one plate and a fork, and then I'd do it by hand and it'd be done. Now we have pots and pans and bowls and serving utensils, and, all this, and it's just it's changed the amount and it's better because you're end up getting better quality food.
1: Yeah, I would agree, except for that one time that I did burn the pork chest. but that's I plead that i didn't know how to work our crock pot and yeah but we still had good
3: food right we still it worked out and now we know for next time and sometimes like you and we're just getting used because we're both used to like new appliances like we got the new keurig that's a nice upgrade from the keurig i had yes and then it's a little fancier and it's gonna set us up for eliminating like the three coffee pots we have now
1: oh we yeah i can... can't wait to get rid of those
3: right and then like New crock but it's like a timer and settings and all that stuff, so now we can adjust that accordingly and But it's just it's just a kind of a learning curve with getting used to all of that in our routine and mm-hmm. actually talking about like what we're gonna eat Thursday, for example. And like, oh well we're not eating Thursdays, we're going here and then okay, cool, so we don't have to worry about meal this week but we just need to go to the store to get lunch stuff and breakfast stuff and and that's dealing with like our beyond just like living there, it's like our own routines, like Oh, I always roll out of bed at 6, shower, done showering at, like, 6.15, ready, eating breakfast in the kitchen at 6.30, out the door at 7, or whatever. Ah, that's definitely well, no.
1: not his routine now, I will tell you that much. No. His routine is definitely not as lazy anymore, because he, he likes to forget that he pitters around. I and, don't Oh, it. I have to watch, I'm watching this comedy special, da-da-da, so, and I'm gonna... "Quote unquote, dry off after my shower by sitting on the bed and playing on oh, my phone. Okay, okay. Or okay. oh, what else? Um, setting. Well, this morning he set like three alarms, like ten minutes apart, and I I'm was, just like I could not. Like I had you're mine. Up. Mine was at six o'clock. You know when he got up? At the 6 o'clock alarm clock that I set. So what the hell was the point of setting one at 545, 555, or whatever time? Yeah, it was... What was the point?
3: 530, you literally rolled over. You literally six.
1: turned it off, rolled over, and went back to bed. I'm like, this I, is just silly.
3: You know, everyone has the person, the autistic the person when they go to bed about, like, I'm going to get up at this time, I'm going to get going, I'm going to get to work early. In all fairness, I still got to work early, because I didn't dawdle. Did
5: hmm
1: Yeah, you've been better about dawdling. I think it's because I make you feel bad for dawdling.
3: Right because' you're usually you are usually going pretty quick.
1: Well, I have to. Well, I do like the lazy girl routine. like I shower in the at night because washing my hair in the morning, it'd just be a whole another like half, half hour, hour fiasco and I value my sleep more than I value what I look like. I teach children, they really don't give a crap what I wear.
5: Right, you don't or need to... what
1: my hair looks like. I don't even wear... I stopped wearing makeup after maybe the... St- uh, probably six months into when I was teaching. Like I stopped. Full makeup. Full makeup. Because the kids don't care. They don't even notice. So what's the point of even... And all the
3: staff looks the same in terms of just being exhausted all the time.
1: Exactly. Like, I wore... I didn't wear makeup. I had a meeting with a parent today. And did I wear makeup? I should have wore makeup. Did I? No. Did Does Did the parent say anything? No. I look tonight. I mean, I always dress professionally. Mm-hmm. I just don't give a crap about what my face looks like. I don't need to be dressed up all fancy if I'm just going to teach kids all day long. And my hair, I mean, I always do my hair. It's just not like I blow dry it and straighten it or curl it. No, not worth right. it. Just brush it, do what I need to, leave. All
3: right. It's just, yeah, it's one of those things you just have to get used to the... Which was like, I've always been a like a morning shower person, just because that's how I wake up, and that's how like, in bedheads I hate it so much, and I've never can get it fixed if I don't shower in the morning. I'm like wetting my hair completely, and then at that point you're just wasting time. Yeah, but it, it's just I
1: it's, feel like it's different for guys unless they have longer hair. Like you have short hair, so I would it would make sense for you to shower in the morning because, you know, right. it's gonna get messed up during the night. But, like, for guys with longer hair, it may not matter, because they can just throw it up in a man bun and just walk out the door.
3: Gross. <laughs> just don't, just don't do that.
1: Oh, man, one of my students has a man bun, but it's actually pretty cool. I don't know, like, and I'm usually not, like, a man bun person, but he actually does it really nicely, and he's, like, super confident about it, too. It's not like he's, he's yeah. very, like, he, he's, like, he owns it, and just... that I admire that kid very much for doing that.
3: The man bun is today what the rat tail was when we were kids. Uh, yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> I'll have to ask him if he would ever do a rat tail.
3: That's so gross. <laughs> um, but yeah, just getting back to kind of the whole co thing. It's been also an interesting thing because, like, now you have the whole chore thing to consider. Like, what do you not, like, I mow because Liz has allergies to mowing. Well,
1: I didn't figure that out until Andrew, quote-unquote, couldn't mow. Because he was doing other things, so I mowed the lawn and I come back. I was
3: doing other things.
1: Um, whatever. But I come back (laughs) in and I look at my arms because, like, we have we have like a bag that you just like you have to throw it in the garbage cans. And I come back out and I'm like, oh, that's nice. My forearms and my triceps are covered in hives. So I figured out I can't really do grass anymore. Which because is of that,
3: great news for me. Yep. But know what Liz can do? Because it doesn't affect biologies? Shovel snow. <laughs> mm, uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, it's probably end up being me since I'm probably out to the car first.
1: Yes, you are.
3: So, but that's still months away.
1: Mm-hmm. Well,
3: let's hope so. Uh, yeah. But I think it's it's we've done pretty well. Like we've never, well, yeah, really lived together this long. Besides, like vacations, we've done. I think most almost a oh week. My God. And we're on week week three. No, week three now, and we haven't murdered each other yet, despite watching murder shows before bed.
5: Yep. Which is basically,
3: like, how we fall asleep, is that Liz puts on these, like, forensic files or...
1: Hey, the guy has such a droning voice that it just puts me asleep.
3: So we end up with really interesting dreams about
1: No, no, a... no, don't, don't want me with that. I that's get... you, because you're a little baby. It's, a, I just,
3: I absorb things that I fall asleep to, mm. and it, it... it adjust your dreams, like, just like how normal, like, everyone else, whether what they've, whatever they've either slept, like, oh, like, they saw a movie when they're to the bed, or they saw a play, or they were listening to a CD, sometimes some parts of that or parts of your day will intercept your dream, and that's just kind of, I don't know, that's just how I work, like, it doesn't happen all the time, most time it's not, but it does on occasion.
1: And going back with the cohabitating thing, I feel like we kind of are different than a lot of other people because we've known each other for a while. No, don't tell Max to go down. He's my... He wants He's, to be by me. Not on
3: the couch. It's a new couch. I don't care. Not on the new couch.
1: Yes, yeah, on the new couch.
3: Fine. Well, this is something else we're going to have to
1: discuss. <laughs> like, um, let's, like no, like, no
3: pets on the new bed. Saw how that worked out.
1: Yeah, that didn't work. But anyways, but, like, I feel like because we've known each other so long, it's easy because we kind of already know how each other live, and it's easy just to fall into that routine or figure out, like, like, for how you sort laundry, I'm like, oh, I never thought about doing it like that. That's fine. Like, that stuff, it's easy. But, like, I feel like if you're new, like, you don't know someone for more than a couple of years, I feel like that's when you get a lot of, like, problems. Because I, I mean, I did, with my roommate in college, we had trouble kind of living together just because you know on paper we look the same but when you actually like figured each other out that was when it was completely different
5: we're gonna fuck the sodomites sodomites, in the
4: So anyway, mm-hmm. back, to, back to being gay. Um, <laughs> but excellent. why is it gay,
7: though? Like wait minute, I just wait, I want to know. Wait, 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 wait.
4: If, if Blaine co- is, goes down on me, that doesn't make me gay. That makes him gay because he's sucking dick. It dep- But you're getting your dick sucked by a man. Okay, now wait a minute.
6: <laughs> gay I, is a minute, sexual wait a minute, preference. Wait a minute, wait a minute,
4: wait a minute. If I stick my dick through a glory hole and get sucked off, I don't know what's on the other side of that glory hole. If it's a man or a woman, it doesn't matter. You don't know. It, you can't be gay or straight based on getting your dick sucked off in a glory, Schrodinger's, Schrodinger's 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 glory hole. Schrodinger's fucking glory hole.
7: Schrodinger's glory hole. That is the fucking episode. Write that down. So, okay.
4: So it's the same, it's the same thing. Like, that, but doesn't, like but no, that doesn't make me gay. I don't
7: think that it is, though. Because if you're going through a glory hole, then that is something like, okay, going, you're going into a glory hole... You don't know what's on the other side, therefore you are oblivious to it. You don't know if it's a guy or a girl, but if you know a guy is sucking you off and you are allowing that, that's totally gay.
4: Or you just want your dick sucked. It doesn't matter who sucks it. That doesn't make you gay.
7: I oh, I feel like it does though. And like if a woman is if you are
4: actively going to suck a dude's dick, though, that makes you gay.
7: I'm sorry. But if you're getting your dick sucked by a guy, that's not gay. No. But then why is it a girl? Like any penetration of the anus, you know, we have an actual like us guys. We have a gland in our anus that is meant like it's our prostate. If you get your prostate like rubbed and stuff like that, exactly. You will have an orgasm. Does that make you gay because you have your prostate rubbed?
6: Yes, like five minutes ago, Miranda said the man's G spot is there. Yeah, exactly. exactly. She's already on.
7: I don't need my G spot
4: stimulated because uh, penis is fine. The highest, exactly, the highest concentration of nerve endings in my entire body is in the tip of my penis, and it is that way. For a scientific and genetic purpose.
7: Science. <laughs> science rules. Bill, i science guy.
6: Bill. 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 Bill, Bill. Bill. Bill.
4: <laughs> anyway, so yeah, I'm, I'm not. Don't. Someone is gonna misunderstand what I'm saying as 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 uh, fucking LGBTQ plus uh hate. I don't give a shit. As long as you don't bother me, I don't fucking care. But, I mean. Having shit shoved in your ass is gay to
6: me. I'm sorry. It is. But, okay, so gay and homosexual, it's it's not necessarily an action. It's it's a preference. And so in those being – it's a sexual preference. Those being – so if you're a male and you're into male, that's homosexual. Also that's what known I'm saying. Gay. Yes.
7: That's what I'm saying. Well, well, I mean like gay covers just like just homosexuality in general.
4: Yeah, that's why it's it, – gay is a lot shorter of a word than homosexual.
7: But that's the thing. And we're it's like, on a podcast,
4: yeah. and I'm drinking, so it's a lot easier to say.
7: Yeah, I agree, and I, I agree I with that. Completely but agree with like, the
6: action itself. Is it's
7: it is homosexual. It, it is gay. It, the if action, it is homosexual, it is gay.
6: Yes. Yeah. That's what I'm but saying. But the action itself can't be homosexual or gay. It depends on if a wo- man or a woman is doing it to another man or a if woman. If you
7: were having, I feel like this is my opinion. If I feel like you were having a sexual relation. With someone of the same gender, you were gay. But if you were having a sexual relation with someone (laughs) of a different gender, you're not gay. And I'm not talking about like, oh, if you're getting sucked off by a dude, but they say they're a woman, that's not gay. No, that's still gay because they're still a dude and stuff like that. But if it's like, if a woman is sucking me off, that's not gay. If a woman is sticking a finger at my butt, I don't know why she would. I don't like that, but it would not be gay. Like that's. See, I just don't, I can't agree. Actions can't be gay. Actions cannot be gay. How?
6: Because gay is male-to-male or female-to-female. It's same-sex. But it's it's
4: 2018. There's no such thing as gender.
6: I I, identify as a meat popsicle. I
7: (laughs) identify as a meat popsicle.
6: Gay is more emotional than y'all giving it credit or lesbian, not just physical. We are all sexual beings. Just depends on what gets you off. Miranda also says, I don't hear you screaming science in the bedroom, babe. (laughs) (laughs) Well, here's to you here tonight.
5: <laughs> science.
7: I mean, science. People,
4: people, people can can fucking hate on me and call me a bigot all day. No, 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 I not no that's okay. No, 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 no. no, no, no. Not you're, done, not. you're not, you're not, you're not giving any hate, obviously. No, no I, w- I will. Someone is going. <laughs> so, someone is going to fucking someone. Someone is going to be triggered by things that I say over the next part of the conversation. There are only two genders. There is male and female.
7: But the thing is, is I agree with you. Mm-hmm. I don't believe in gender fluid or anything no. like that. Like, it's not, I cannot.
4: I cannot wake it's a up... Con- gender fluid is a concept. I cannot wake up tomorrow and say, yep, I'm a meat popsicle.
6: <laughs> we're not thinking... Miranda, we're not thinking too hard on this. She says, you guys are thinking way too hard on this. I mean, we're not thinking I, too hard. I feel we like I'm discussing. thinking so
7: hard. I need- <laughs> we're having I think, a discussion. I think,
4: and this is my personal opinion, I think a man having something shoved Put or touching his asshole is a homosexual action.
7: If you like have like a wedgie and your underwear is touching your butthole, does that make you gay?
4: That is something that is an inanimate object that was not put there on purpose. But by what if being, it was? By another being. Unless but what it, if was it was wedgie. People
7: can give you wedgies. What are you talking about? People can give you wedgie. I can give you a wedgie right now the if I really The goal was not to. pleasure. In that,
6: instance, the goal, <laughs> in that instance, the goal is torment the and pain. The goal is not
7: pleasure. Please torment write that down. Torment and
6: pain. I'm not writing that down.
7: <laughs> <laughs> I just, I, I don't know. I feel like homosexual is just male on male anything. If you are getting your male dick Male on sucked,
4: male
7: or female on female. Exa- oh yeah, thanks for correcting That's why me. it's
4: easier just to say gay.
7: Exactly. But I feel like if you are being gay, you are a man who is sucking a penis or having your penis sucked by a male. If you were a woman and you were having your pussy eaten by a woman, or you were eating pussy, you know you are gay. You, that is homosexual. But opposite genders, like it doesn't it doesn't work like that to me at least. Like and, I that, just,
4: and that's fair. I just I think having shit touch your bum bum is gay.
6: That's why I don't like shit touching my bum is, bum. Is, let's
7: just find out when he sleeps, and then let's just have something touch his bum. I, I
6: bum. just I just don't agree like with how top. you're saying. Just it. like 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 it's it's not gay it's just you don't like it it's just different you just don't like it
7: no it is something that homosexual people do it is something that homosexual people do but homosexual people also like eat cake is eating cake <laughs> gay yeah, that's that. what I'm saying. Oh
4: yeah, you s- That's all
7: I'm saying. You
4: caught me in the loop. <laughs> you caught me you in the me. loop. You got me. Do you like that cake, you queer? <laughs> that's that's not. See, now you're making it sound like I'm attacking gay people. <laughs> you know you what know, <laughs> these no, homosexual
6: I, 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 people I, I, do? They I gotta, eat pizza. I gotta, go. <laughs> I, got, I gotta go to the bathroom. Right over there. All right. right you'll, yeah. I'll find. Find now it. I'm being there's one down here. It there's it only out. so many rooms down in this basement. Bigot.
4: Now I'm personally attacking gay people.
6: You're not. I get it. I get no. I get what you're saying. I know you're not trying to hate, and I really, I genu- I genuinely hope the audience doesn't feel that way. I mean, okay, I,
4: so here, here's another, a, a little bit of uh, science, fun fact to to back this up. The likelihood that a man and woman contact AIDS through unprotected sex. Vaginally, is like a sixty-fourth of it is or of a ma- of a man and a man having anal intercourse. It is a fraction of the percentage. Yeah. Why is that? Like, what makes? Because it- because your ass is not meant to have shit shoved in it.
6: Well, no,
4: obvious. Okay, so when a man shoves a penis in another man's ass. It is detrimental to the ass and the penis because they're not meant to go that place. So it damages the anus. It damages the penis. It's a slightly abrasive environment. And there is never enough lubrication. Ever. So, because of the breaking of the skin, your likelihood of AIDS goes fucking right to the top. That doesn't but, happen vaginally with a woman. But how now, do, how have, does that
6: not happen vaginally? Because there's fluids transferred, there's fluids being exchanged, no matter what, right? But the likelihood
4: of blood being transferred is a lot less.
6: Uh huh. But it's not just blood; it's just it's, it's not it's, just it's blood, fluids it's in any general. Any bodily fluid, yeah. But blood has.
4: I fucking saw this the other day, and I read it, and I was going to bring it today, and I forgot to say.
6: Oh it. yeah, I'm on one of your fucking Alex Jones fucking. What are you trying to say, Blake? I don't, just fuck, I was, I don't know. I was just trying to be <laughs> you were trying. You were trying to
7: do something? I was trying something? to be funny. and. The like, likelihood
4: is a lot less.
6: Okay.
5: For...
6: What are we... We're, so talking we're talking about AIDS. We're
7: talking about AIDS. talking about AIDS. We're talking about... We're still talking about when homosexuality. I was, okay, so, and I said
4: that the likelihood of contacting AIDS during um, male-to-male sexual encounters anally is almost you know, towards the top of the fucking percentages.
7: I I, I guess I can agree with that. Because your I ass isn't meant to have shit shut
4: Your penis is not meant to go in someone's asshole. But
7: the thing is, is, age is caused from the spreading of fluids and stuff like that. Right. Can I finish? Yeah, yeah, go
4: ahead. Okay, the whole blood thing, based on this study that I read, fucking ups that percentage even more.
7: So... I talked to a uh, I talked to my health teacher when I was in about seventh grade about like the spread of AIDS and stuff like that. And the thing is, is, he told me we could have an entire bucket of blood in front of us. Right. And everyone could slit open their arm and dip their entire arm in that bucket of AIDS blood. And only like one out of every like 10 or 15 of us would actually have AIDS. I mean so like technically that you'd from, have
6: HIV first, but I mean, yeah,
7: but still you would have you would have HIV, but you would test HIV positive like every ten or fifteen people who all dipped their arm in a bucket of AIDS blood.
4: Yeah, because your body's an organ, it absorbs liquid at like seven hundred percent faster than any other part of your body will.
7: Are we talking about the arm? Mm-hmm. Okay. It's okay, your skin. Okay. Your skin. Oh, your skin. Okay.
4: So, like, anytime you look at, like, chemical exposures, uh, you know, shit that has adverse effects on your body. So, you can drink, like, say, say you drink water with lead in it.
7: Right, right.
4: Okay, you're going to be exposed to that lead immediately because it's actually entering your digestive system. Yeah. So, that's a fast track into your fucking bloodstream. Mm-hmm. If you hold your fucking arm in... A fucking bucket of lead water right and then fucking nick yourself the amount of the contaminant that your body absorbs through that is like tenfold what you actually take in through your digestive system
7: uh, makes sense
4: that's why the aids thing with the blood so with the abrasion you're actually breaking the skin you know because your penis doesn't inhale fluid
7: no. I mean maybe your penis doesn't I'm, I'm just kidding.
4: Oh, I'm I'm about to be a bigot again because my penis doesn't inhale fluid. <laughs>
7: <laughs> Therefore you're a bigot. God damn it. God, how
6: dare you, Tyler? How dare uh, I, me. I sincerely hope nobody like takes this that way cuz it's it's not it's just we're actually discussing this shit and it's Yeah, not, I,
4: again, I'm not
6: it's not meant to be any, I'm not belittling anybody. No, not I whatsoever. I fully
4: support uh, don't feel homosexual bad relationships i gay. have gay friends everyone has a right to be happy in life however but you I...
7: do that is up to you Yeah, that's and... up to you as
4: long as it doesn't affect me then i don't care
6: exactly you know and, everyone in had... your life shouldn't other people's love life shouldn't affect other people absolutely so i mean yeah
4: i mean that's 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 the stance that i've always held the, the moment that i found out that people are gay i've always been that way like like, I had gay friends in high school. Skylar has a lot of gay friends. They're good people. Yeah. They've There's never no, done anything bad to me. Exactly. And they Their love life and my love life have never been involved. Ever. So we're still really good friends. The moment one of them were to overstep bounds and try and get me involved in that love life, I'm sorry. Like, hey, I, I, that's, that's just not what I'm about. It yeah. doesn't make me a bad person. It doesn't make no. them a bad person either. No. Um we're all just fucking people. We all deserve to be happy. But I've got some strong opinions about stuff. There is only two genders to our species. And there is a genetic anomaly, i.e. the hermaphrodite,
7: that has both. I feel like I feel like the thing that upsets me most about like wanting to like have a transition or something like that, and like being transgender in general, is like if you identify as a woman but you are a male like if you go to the hospital for something like that there and you say like, I'm a female, they're going to look for female organs and things like that that you don't have.
5: Mm-hmm.
7: And you yeah. know, you're basically, you're causing a lot of stress on the doctor and you're yep. causing a lot of stress on yourself and things like that. And that's pretty much the only re they, that's the only like real reason I have to disagree with this whole, like, you know, Oh, you want to be gender fluid or whatever like that. Cause if you identify as an attack helicopter, they're not going to look for specific things. Right. You know what I mean?
6: <clears throat> Apache attack helicopter. Apache well, there's helicopter. more than one attack helicopter. But it's typically an they Apache. Could be a, they could be People tend to drift towards the Apache.
4: It depends on what branch of the military. I don't know. Like, a lot of people We're favor just, the Apache. Because the Marines you specifically. Go stuff d and The
6: Marines to specifically to attack deploy attack the Cobra attack helicopter. Yeah, but people I, people generally, uh, they, they identify as the Apache. not Nope. i
4: Unless they're educated. Unless they're educated, I don't. I don't think Trump anybody just really comes has down
6: p- wrong. Like if anybody has a preference, it's usually the the Apache. What if
4: someone wants to be a Chinook?
6: Then they really want to take a lot in.
4: <laughs> See, thank you for picking up what I was putting oh, down. No.
5: What's wrong with being childish?
2: I like being childish. Before I go, I just want to tell you, you are fantastic. Never trust a hug. It's just
5: a way to hide your face
2: That's the exciting thing
5: Nobody in the universe can do what we're doing
2: Why are you pointing your screwdrivers like that? They're scientific instruments, not water pistols Gallifrey! Yes, this
5: must be where I live
0: There's a toy of the sonic screwdriver and Hot Topic already released it mm-hmm. uh,
8: What will it do?
0: It's just different. When you see it, it looks totally different. And at the very top is a crystal. It's like whatever the sonic crystal that's inside the sonic screwdrivers allegedly, but it actually spins. The actual crystal spins on the top. Like it's 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 definitely a different. Uh...
2: What's the purpose of that?
8: Oh yeah, I'm looking at it right now. Doctor Who, the thirteenth doctor. It looks. Uh oh. <laughs> uh oh. <laughs>
0: Say it. Say it. Let's talk about it. It looks like wait. a
8: sex toy. Uh, It looks interesting. <laughs>
2: <laughs> no. Lauren's like, hmm. That has an interesting elbow. That's all I'm saying. Um... Yeah, that's all I have to say about that. Is that really I like what the they're crystal, going with? I is guess. that what they're going with? <laughs> I guess so. Well, he did say it had upgraded powers. Okay. It's different. <laughs> you know? yeah. How many watts? <laughs> <laughs> upgraded. Okay, this is pretty terrifying.
8: <laughs> so what does
0: it look like, guys? What, what's, what are your thoughts?
8: Well, it's uh, phallic and bent <laughs> and it has a crystal on top and yeah. it's silver. So, it's yeah.
0: magnificent and extra.
8: It's, it's a little extra, yeah. It's a little yeah, extra. I need to see it. It looks like something from like the movie Alien.
0: I kind of think it looks like a Cyberman's like finger. That sounds bad. <laughs> Jesus, it didn't. I didn't mean for it to sound bad, but it does look like a Cyberman's finger. It also looks like the song of Screwdriver just got the shit kicked out of it. Maybe.
2: Yeah, I don't understand it. I, I don't understand I don't like, like, like ooh, and why you hold up. it that way. Oh, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, it yeah. lights up orange. Is it two piece? What's the handle? Orange. Is it held like a little semi-cocked so gun? Well, what is it? Here,
0: here's an example of someone holding it. If it'll load at all. That's kind of how it's going to be held. Like a pen. So it's hmm. like ergonomic? Yeah, maybe it's an ergonomic screwdriver. I don't
2: know. I've um, never seen a handle bent like that.
8: Well, I guess we'll just have to see it in action. <laughs> we're already well, guess critical, what? guys. We can <laughs>
0: see it in action because there's a YouTube video of somebody who has it. Okay. So we're gonna.
8: Oh, let's see. Somebody's...
0: I'm just going to turn down their audio. I'm so just... we can just look at it. Yeah, yeah that's fine. Because I don't need to... Can you all yeah, see it? Yeah, it
2: just seems like unwieldy and like it's a poor design. Like she's going to drop it.
8: I don't know. I think the crystal looks cool. I think it... Uh, yeah, I don't hate that. It ma- makes it look more like mystical.
0: I like that it's yellow.
8: Different color, you know? <laughs> it's it was yellow in the picture. It lights up yellow. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. The crystal I don't
0: think is this yellow. woman
5: has
8: turned it on yet. Oh yeah, there she goes. See? Oh.
0: See and it kind of like it kind of has like a flicker like the crystal is burning or whatever.
8: mm mm-hmm.
0: Mhm. Maybe mm-hmm. she has to remake all of her oh, shit. Oh look.
8: See? It mm-hmm. even in the it rotates. It rotates. <laughs> <laughs> this is so weird. <laughs> what the fuck is that? ergonomically
2: designed for a woman.
0: The Sonic Screw You Driver.
2: Yeah, for her pleasure.
8: (laughs)
0: Oh, my God. Uh, Okay, so... Sorry, new doctor.
2: sorry, new doctor. Sorry we made fun of it. (laughs) So that's the
0: new Doctor Sonic Screwdriver. It's already out. I guess BBC BBC Shops also released it. Like, well, shit, I guess it's out. Might as well just let it be out now. Uh, Whoa. Also want to talk about the news. (laughs) There is a rumored release day as there was a newspaper clipping. And on September 23rd, which would be September twenty second here, Doctor Who will be premiering.
8: Really? So
0: it's coming soon. We're about three hey, weeks away here. Three exciting. weeks? Yeah, I mean that's it's right around the corner here. But Is they, that going
8: to be enough time for me to binge watch and catch yeah, up?
0: Gosh darn right! Because <laughs> you're going to blow it. through season nine so fast. It's yeah, spooky. you've been telling me it's good. I mean, like I was like we were saying last week. Every episode's a, almost every episode is a two parter. So this they just mm. go boom they boom. Hook boom, mm-hmm. boom, boom. So boom.
8: once you start it you kinda the have to do it. The first episode it deals with the Daleks very heavily. Oh yeah, yeah. it goes in. And there. It, it's a two parter. Okay. And it's epic. Mm-hmm. Oh my god. <laughs>
5: I can't wait to discuss it. Uh,
0: I will say that some some TARDIS pictures from Jodie Whittaker's TARDIS did leak recently. Mm -hmm. BBC is furious about this. Mm. Thing is, they don't look that good because it's a low quality picture, not lit for pictures to be taken, not planned. the The scene is a low lighting scene. They're going to be adding effects or whatever, so it looks not the best. And people are just going, "Oh, it looks kind of like shit." Like I'm not really excited now. And BBC is like. They feel, and, and a lot of fans are talking about this online. Because this was
8: leaked and not uh, released. Not publicly released. they have right. not
0: officially released very much for this C- Series 11, you know. And a lot of fans are are kind of starting to feel internally that this is calling back to when they rebooted the series in 2005. Mm-hmm. Everything's very quiet. They're not letting people on set for anything. You're not supposed to know anything. They're not letting every actor see the script.
8: Is that because this because Stephen Moffat's no longer there? Or is it just because Jodie Whittaker's? Taking I'm thinking the because lead?
0: Chris Chibnall really wants it to be rebooted and be different, fresh.
2: Is. They even got rid of the composer.
0: Yeah, I mean they've changed. Murray wow. Gold is gone. Yeah. They've got a new composer. Like they've got across the board new everything. Chris Chibnall's hired all new crew, new special effects team working like. Mm. It's, it's going to be very interesting to see what they put off, especially with the teasers they have, have released. Has their
8: budget changed?
0: That I'm totally uncertain. I couldn't mm. actually tell you. I would guess they probably got more money, you know, especially considering Jodie Whittaker demand. She got the exact to the penny same pay as Peter Capaldi. And they agreed and they gave it to her. Wow. Well, so and that was pretty historic and the movement for women's rights and stuff.
8: Well, so if she would have so gotten be, any less, she would have They must be planning on these episodes to do it. pretty fucking well. What's up? He so said they must be planning on these episodes to do pretty well. Yeah. Right.
0: I'm, I'm certain they're probably going to do pretty well. And it's interesting because this is a, a, a cast with three members of the TARDIS crew that are not the Doctor now. I feel like
8: they're taking a lot of risks. Oh, yeah. yeah. And I think yeah. they're going to pay off. I think this is...
0: I mean, Chris Chibnall is, has been a part of Doctor Who for a while, and I think he was really... When does a, it
8: officially start?
0: Uh, well, and they haven't announced. That's what I was saying. The conjecture is September no tw- one knows, but that one actual newspaper that had it in their like TV guide, September 23rd is the date. It said, new Doctor Who, what's new? The Doctor is now Jodie Whitaker. Join her on her new adventure or whatever.
5: Mm-hmm. And it was like a little
0: brief synopsis, September 23rd. So seemingly right around the corner, I had actually had conjecture and thought probably October 6th would be the drop date. But it makes sense for it to be the 23rd as well,
8: mm-hmm.
0: a couple weeks earlier there.
8: I'm glad that I finished watching uh, the eighth season of Capaldi's because I got to see the Master as a woman, which was interesting, like, when she kissed him. And, uh, mm-hmm. you know, I was just, like, really excited to see what Jodie Whittaker is going to do as the Doctor, <laughs> you know, yeah. if that's what we got from the, for the Master. Absolutely. Yeah.
2: yeah. It's
5: going to
8: be cool. I'm have, excited. have you
0: got around to attack the block yet? Mm -mm. it's okay i know you will eventually and you're gonna love it oh yeah you're gonna love that it's 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 a it's a great ride definitely a fun movie to like kind of get lost in uh as far as you know new doctor who news i don't really have a lot more in that regard Uh, other than it's coming it's coming real soon (laughs) uh we're gonna do a random wiki effect like i did on the last episode here. Do you want to fill us in space and talk about other things for just a brief second? Doctor Who related, maybe talk some more Torchwood, whatever you guys want to do while I look this up.
5: Okay. Okay.
8: (laughs) I guess um, we never really got to talk about, that's what I was going to talk about, and then he changed the subject. We were going to talk about the the relationship aspect of Doctor Who and his companions, and how uh, the casting is totally um changes the chemistry with the companions and uh Mm -hmm. like you had said it doesn't make sense for an older uh doctor to be like coming on to like a younger sexy companion or whatever right could you imagine peter capaldi and, and like rose interacting or something
2: no but i mean he still flirts yeah he still gets like you know jealous of danny Right, mm-hmm. even
8: though he's like constantly saying, I'm not your boyfriend,
5: yeah.
8: Clara. I'm not your boyfriend, Clara. Yeah, because yeah, they were never meant to have like a romantic.
2: No, none cl- of them classic were. Classic Who was not like that either. Right. Like He thought the companions close. were like his pets.
0: And I think Capaldi yeah, yeah. sees Clara more as a student. Like she's intelligent enough to take on some Time Lord-esque knowledge and he can impart it I don't think he sees her, her, her as a
8: student. I think he sees her as more of like, a companion, like a straight like up a straight partner, up just a, yeah, like okay. a straight up equal, almost okay. like a like a River Song, almost like a River Song, totally. Okay, I can yeah. totally
0: vibe that. Absolutely,
8: Ugh, River Song. I can't we'll wait
0: get to see to her, her too. Again. Oh yeah, <laughs> she's coming soon. I gave you the spoiler on that.
8: You did. I'm excited about that.
0: By the way, I totally forgot to mention that Joe Grant. I we talked about this on the last episode. There was the death of the Doctor episode in Sarah Jane Adventures that had. Sarah Jane, Joe Grant, and the 11th Doctor. So I forgot that Joe was also a part of that. So that was SJS Mm. also interacting. But anyways, that's a little tangent. We'll not go there. I have our random Wikia. Chinese Checkers. What? Chinese Checkers was a board game which the 8th Doctor played with a small child and a bright red jumper. It included a garnish yellow card, tokens in several colors.
8: That's all it says. That's our little random fact. A random Doctor Who fact.
0: And that's interesting. That is very random. (laughs) I think our plan is, if we can pull this off, we're going to be watching the Eighth Doctor movie, and hopefully by next episode reviewing it, because we're going to watch it, and then loan it to you, and you're going to watch it, or you can watch it with us, and then you're going to be like, what the fuck did
5: I just watch? Why is it that bad? It's, it's weird. Bad.
0: It's totally different. It's strange. It's real bad. Like <laughs> the doctor has
6: uh It's
8: not what you want. Amnesia. Especially especially because there have been like two part episodes of Doctor Who that have probably rivaled in its length, but have gone into much more detail and probably much better everything. This will feel longer. It will feel It will feel much longer. Feel
2: longer.
5: <laughs> <laughs> That's unfortunate. It does feature yeah.
0: two doctors because uh, Sylvester McCoy as the seventh doctor is briefly featured. He gets shot in an alley, like shot.
2: Don't give it away.
0: No, that's the only thing you need to know because you're getting the eighth doctor. I mean, the, it's, it's the two seconds into the movie. He gets shot and then new doctor regenerates. And then that's the movie. Like, this is hmm. a new doctor. You have so no idea what he Someone shoots
8: knows. and kills a doctor? Mm-hmm. Like, who? Just spoilers. I can't
0: tell you. I
2: know. <laughs> what is he doing? Spoilers. You guys won't.
0: It won't make a difference in watching it. It it's really fine. won't. We'll watch it.
2: Says you.
0: It really won't make a difference because it's the first thing that happens.
8: Who, who shoots the doctor? Who I kills him?
0: I can't say.
8: Why? Spoilers.
0: Because <laughs> that would actually be a spoiler. Like, that would change <laughs> the dynamic. I don't
8: want you to well, know. Well, now you're going to have to watch it. Do you want to borrow it and oh, watch it before we, we do? She's <laughs> intrigued. <laughs> she's
2: like, She has no. <laughs> to know.
0: Also, the master does become a liquid snake thing.
2: Yeah, he's liquid. Uh, we don't know why. This is strange. <laughs> it's unbelievably strange. What and year did you this need come to out? Go there. Uh, 1996. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, it's 1996 strange. So it's does nine, it look shitty like oh, a 90s yeah. oh. movie? Oh, I can't wait. Oh yeah, it's That's exciting. It's all kinds of bad. Great. We'll it, watch every, it tonight. I don't care.
8: Maybe. Maybe we watched Master a lot of is Doctor a Who today.
2: Snake.
0: Correct. Not all the time, just in just, some parts of the movie. I'm
2: not sure that they explain it. I don't remember, and if I did, I wouldn't tell you because spoilers. <laughs>
0: that was very well said. Yeah, no spoilers.
2: But yeah, it's really weird on a weird Doctor Who wavelength. So I hopefully, understand.
0: hopefully next episode, our plan is to actually review that. And talk about the the Doctor Who movie, the Eighth there's Doctor.
2: A, there's a spider that
4: just came down. I just Uh-oh. landed on the top of the microphone. It's <laughs> <laughs> like a very
8: little clear spider. Oh, oh Nate! Oh,
2: Nate's the spider hunter.
8: Oh God, that was terrible. Spider Hunter I'm so sorry. <laughs> this house, it's because it's all there. like
2: humid out today, you guys. It was it like 90 so and so hot buggy. today. Oh when my God. I walked out to my car this morning, my phone fogged up along yeah. with my glasses. When I walked outside, not when I got in my car, mm-hmm. I walked out the door. I'm like, oh my God. This is a weird day. That's not Just cool. Super muggy.
8: Yeah, and it sucks because like two days ago it was perfect, beautiful, breezy, yeah. chilly weather. I had a sweater
2: on. It was oh yeah, it was like almost fall, and now it's like yeah. angry summer again.
8: And now it's like gross, melty summer. Get yeah. your fucking face off summer. Bleh.
0: <laughs> all right. Well, I think that's gonna do it for this week's episode of yeah. Gallowfrost Radio. We all have our
8: <clears throat> homework assignments for next time. We got some
0: stuff we're gonna mm-hmm. be doing. We're gonna mm-hmm. try to get you through caught up to Doctor Who which means that you're going to also be catching up to Doctor Who, hopefully, working yeah, into season 10.
8: How could I watch that?
0: You have season 10 on uh, Amazon Prime, right? I
8: do, yeah. So should I watch that, or should I watch like some some old episodes first?
0: Ooh. Ugh. Well, well I mean, wait, mean, we have time. Just
8: wait. She needs to watch some old stuff first, because I need to catch up. I'm yes. still like a season behind where she's at, right? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. So once I catch up, maybe... We can simultaneously be watching it and then we can talk about it.
9: It's time for Brews with Dudes. Ah, juicy. We Cheers are diving into the double tie PA. If you're just now joining us,
10: nice and clear. Oh, yes. Not much haze at all. Let's take a sip and then we'll read a little bit about it.
9: Cheers. Goodness gracious,
10: that is pretty
9: crisp. I love that Thai flavor. It does a little spiciness almost to it. From Grandure, Indiana, ten percent ABV. This is going to be an episode of Ass Kickers. You yeah, know, tell. everything. Yeah, so this is already a double IPA, and then there's three variants of it. Yeah. So let's see what we got here. A Double version of our Thai PA boasting more of that citrus spice flavor, a super intense hop lineup, and much more punch. We upped the lemongrass, oh, okay, coffeer, lime leaf, and galangal to add more of that citrus spice flavor. Spices mingle with Idaho 7. Shout out to Chris Pila and McKinley, uh, El Dorado, and Centennial hops to create a unique balance with American two row barley crystal malt and rice with a crisp dry finish. Love you guys. He got more bold flit, more bold colors on that. It's hard to read. It looks more I've, clear when it's up to the damn camera. But look at that. I've I've kind of noticed that like with uh, some mm-hmm. of our
10: our craft brews we love that the the color scheme with the lettering is just sometimes hard to read. Even even kind of like with Dark Lord Day. The lounge against the macro. Mm, that one was, was so extre- good. It was, it was, but extremely
9: hard to read the description. Joining us live, we've got Patrick Yoki, Mr. Dakota, Hello. Autumn Sterling, and David Linder. Welcome all to the fracas. Good to see you. Is anybody drinking tonight? What are we drinking right now?
10: I know Pat's not. Pat's had a busy day today. Oh, Pat. But what about you, Dave Chips? Are 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 you Dave Chips tonight? Have you had your high life?
9: I don't know. Hello, Alicia, Chantel, Wilson. Welcome. What did we do today? We brewed a... Holy shit, was it really that long of a day? I can't even remember what we fucking brewed today. (laughs) Spent eight fucking hours doing it. I don't even remember what we did. That's a decent time. God damn, I feel so stupid right now. Shout
10: out to you, Dakota Stockton. Happy birthday, bud.
9: Yes, Dakota, it is a Camboy thing. thing. Um, I'm going to throw up a link to my PayPal. Um, if anybody wants to donate, then we'll take our clothes
10: off. Wait, do I still have to pay or do I get a discount?
9: No, you're part of it, man. Oh, sorry. Sweet. Be I mean lucky I'll, I'll tip you out at the end. <laughs> <laughs> I,
10: I, hmm, I was going to make a bad joke there. It's okay. I was going to make a real Quite bad all joke. Right. I can definitely get the lemongrass in this beer, though. That was my oh, first yeah. kind of
9: flavor, that little bit of spice and lemongrass. I love that spiciness. We did, at Taze, we did a uh, Thai IPA, um, and it was phenomenal. I just like that. I like that spice. Mm-hmm. I do, too. <sighs> we got a lot of different flavors, too. It was a double chocolate coconut stout. I believe so. Chocolate coconut stout. Yeah. Double tie PA. Um fuck, we got two more. Man, it has been a long day. I can't remember a goddamn thing.
10: That's why we're here relaxing now. I got a little bit of relaxed time in today. Yeah. I, I did oh. get to to play some video games for a little while.
9: I did not. This is the first day in in a while now that I haven't got a little game time. Me and me and the boy have been working through Legend of Zelda, Breath of the Wild. He's always excited to show me his games when he's
10: playing. Always. He'll he'll get a new world in Minecraft and as soon as I walk in Brett look at what I'm doing and I'm just like, "Yes, it is
9: show a phenomenal me. game." Yeah. Yeah. It uh, I I love making this comparison cuz everyone hates talking about it, but it's like they watched they they watched Skyrim and they're like, "We we don't make games like that, but what if we made a Zelda game that was kind of like that?" And they just, they just added play. so much to it. And admittedly, I haven't played Skyward Sword or uh, the one before it, but everyone agrees that's played them all. They're like, this was a total step up, like totally different. If you played Ocarina of Time, it's like, it is not the that same is, game.
10: Uh, so I've never completed a Zelda game um, just from not having them as a kid, Um but uh, I did buy Ocarina of Time, and I've played through probably just over half of it, and I really enjoyed it. It's great. Never played Skyrim either. At the time that I borrowed it, I had a shitty fucking TV
9: and couldn't mm-hmm. actually
10: read like the stats on the weapons, anything. So it was Ooh. just
9: it was just a wash for me. So once Zach is done playing it, you should totally take it from me. I you.
10: think I'm going to borrow um, Shadow of Mordor first.
9: That's a good one.
10: I think I'm going to borrow that one first. I love um, that. I can probably find Skyrim for cheap on the um the game store. But I've been playing The Witcher three. Um I've heard ha- that I still amazing. haven't finished it. Uh I didn't renew my Xbox Live subscription for a while, so all the download content I had I couldn't play. Mm-hmm. So I just put it on pause for a little bit. Finally renewed that and I've been slaying it the last couple of days. So Hello Ms. Taylor. Hello. Welcome. Hello. I definitely am enjoying this beer. I did not expect that spice. No, uh, that yeah,
9: so you've never had a Thai flavored beer?
10: Not that I can, not that I can remember.
9: I've only had a couple. Um,
10: yeah, I, I know I've seen them,
9: but you
10: know, with me and you both, we've both kind of been on that stout kick. Yeah. So if I were to see a Thai IPA, I might go with something different just because i had never had it and i've wanted to experiment with stouts a lot so i'm really i'm really liking this one um which was also my first brew from bare hands i believe
9: i don't think i've had anything of theirs before i've had um one of their milkshakes and then i've had the no- the regular type PA. did you have the milkshakes here yes because if i had it it was it was. Text bringing it to me
10: then i might have had one of those because the only milkshakes i had before that was from 450 love you guys
9: um welcome cody Cody but uh
10: yeah so i probably did have that milkshake
9: it's they're phenomenal they don't make a bad beer
10: do you know how hard it is to keep track of all the beers i try that's what untapped is for. <laughs> uh, I have a shitty fucking phone that I, I can't. We've been like, over this. We've been I, over this. I have downloaded one app, which is Facebook, and now my memory is 98% full. Man. Yeah,
9: it's shitty. But Speaking of untapped, I had to go on there to look up exactly what was in a certain beer that I really, really liked. Because one of my buddies, um, on, on his beer page, he posted, what if you were stuck with one beer for the rest of your life, what would it be? I did see that. You uh, didn't see I commented oh, you on said, that. You, mm-hmm. said, you said you said lounge. Lounge against the macro
10: machine, the dark lord variation. I got.
9: My goodness, that's a very good one. It was. You knew what I was so. talking about that yacht rock. I we, have that so. we have that one. We have that one. From so. Listerman's. It was Damn, a, they're so good. Was
10: it when we were at four fifty? Did someone have? Did Evan have it
9: there? I brought it back when I came when I went to vacation near Pennsylvania. That's right. Yes. Yeah. Okay. You drinking on anything, Cody? He just woke up from a nap not too long ago. Lazy bum. I've been trying hard not to drink very much during the week. I try to save it for these times. Usually like all goes out the window on the weekend. I totally blow it and then I tell myself, "All right, no more drinking for the rest of the week." <laughs> and then Friday hits again and I do it all over again. Really I, really bad at that.
10: I haven't been too concerned with it. If I get off work and I want some beer, I'm going to I'm going to get some fucking beer. I think so. I want to do
9: something soon. Logan. Like a, a Sunday afternoon where I invite a bunch of people over like a bruise with dudes, social hangout and just ask people like, let's slam through these beers because I've got three fridges full of really good beer. And it's like, I'm never going to drink. Em. I just I'm save you know, I'm saving them for that right time. It's like I'm just we have to make the right time and just hey, like, we're specifically just going to drink. A we bunch did kind of talk about this, I think, after the last
10: podcast where it was just like we, we save these beers for a special occasion. It's like, well, well, when? When is the right special occasion to drink this one beer? When is it ever going to fucking click? Um, yeah. That's why we have
9: to make a special occasion.
10: My fridge is now pretty much empty because I have made the occasions. Yeah. And I haven't haven't been restocking as much as I was. I've been on saving mode. So I've been on that and I'm trying
9: to clean up because I got a load coming tomorrow. Um, my buddy Evan from uh Fort Wayne uh he's got four he's got three four packs for me um and then I'm going to probably pick up I think I looked at the list and I'm like okay I want four out of these five beers right so it's like fuck that's a, that's that's uh, that's a lot that's 16 more beers to find room for and that is hard guys I mean it
10: especially when you try to have food in your fridge yeah you, the, the fridge, fridge is half beer the fr- the fridge.
9: the food fridge is half beer and then there's two mini fridges full of beer Granted, there's some like hams. We got some Angry Orchard hiding back there. But for the most part, it's like dank beer, like yeah. real good stuff. Yeah. Um, yeah,
10: I definitely, I'm definitely excited to go tomorrow. i say I got my last gulp here. I need to catch up.
9: It's a hell of a gulp if you only got one left. I'm going to turn it into two. Yeah, cool. I am.
10: Um, but yeah, I'm definitely, I'm definitely ready to get gold nuggets again. That's one. Mm -hmm. Um,
9: The pineapple cherry slushy. I want that one. Yes.
10: The double mango milkshake. Yep.
5: Yep.
9: Yep. I'm all about that. And then uh, not fruity. I don't care about the fruity. I don't either. Fruity nuggets. Um, Something about juice. So juicy or so much juice. Yeah.
10: I'm probably just going to get the gold and the milkshake. Those are my two. Not
9: bad choices. Want to rinse us out? Yes. We can jump on to the next one. Welcome, Cody. Cody's been here. Morgan just joined. Hey, Morgan. Another Cody. Good to see you. There's another Cody? There's another Cody. Oh, goodness. Two Codys. Great. Oh, my goodness. There he is, Mr. Mister Beerful. Just tuned in. What's the current beer? We just finished up Bare Hands Brewery's Double Tie PA. I know he sent me a picture of some dang shit he has in a drawer on stash. Yeah? Let oh, me see that, yeah. Let me see that Tell stash. Tell us what you got. Paul Powell, welcome to the fracas. Cody Clam. about to enjoy a hazy IPA from New Belgium. Mm, that sounds tasty. What's it called, Cody? Let me know. Uh, what do we have next? Let's go to the handy dandy beer fridge. Looks like we're going to enjoy the Double Thai P.A. Thai Milkshake. This is going to be fun. Oh, look. We got some Cody love going on.
10: Some Cody on Cody action. Trying to get my, my spitties. Oh, I'm sorry. I thought you said you had the nope. the saga tuck. I mean, wouldn't be the first time. This is looking awesome. This is the milkshake.
9: That is what it says.
10: That is a crazy color for a milkshake. Nick's going to run and give Jess some of this cuz she's going to enjoy it. Look at this color, guys. Like most of the milkshakes I've had are uh, a, like a dark creamy color. This almost looks like a sour. It's got a nice like cherry red to it. I'm excited to try this. Me too. Oh, we don't have the can. Can't read the can.
9: That's okay. We'll get it back. Yep.
10: We'll tell you what we think first, and then we'll tell you what we're supposed to think after that.
9: Cody Beerful's and got some CBS, Bourbon County specials, Peppy Von Winkle, and a few more I am looking to bust out. Sounds like you need to come on the show, Cody. Let's split some tasty brews together. All right. Uh, let's dive on into this, shall we? Damn, this is beautiful. Mate. I know. I'm excited. Wow! Holy shit, that's good. There's so much going on there. Every every little bit of your mouth it touches, it just. There's so much going on. Holy crap! This is amazing, guys. This tastes like a, like no other beer I've ever drank before, ever.
10: No, I, I'm at a loss for words. I'm, I'm trying to
9: describe it It's a it, little bubble gummy it's it's got that little bit of that tiny bit of spice that Thai that tie flavoring we're talking about
10: the sweetness oh really overdoes the the spicy for me a little bit I almost get like a little watermelony flavor but oh it my goodness i'm just trying to think of all the milkshakes i've had before and this is way different.